0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account for amazing odds boosts every single day. Pick of the week for you. One of the people on this podcast still has all of their first-round predictions alive. It's me. I have them. I mean, as long as I get the teams right, I do not care about the games. I I also actually like, agree with try, you. But... Trying, to get, trying to get the games played right is like... But also, like, I, I understand why the bracket challenge does that to separate people out. <laughs> when, <But> uh,
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: just, I'm just trying to get the teams right. That's what I'm going to care about. I, I agree. But when you're trying to make a little bit of extra money, I'm looking mm. at a series like Carolina Boston. You pick Airport. the sweep. Carolina's up 2 0 in the series. You can still get the sweep at plus 330. Yeah. I mean, going back to Boston with the anti Ranta situation. We'll I get you. I hear you. But Boston has not looked particularly competitive in that series either. They've so. been like, they've been like, okay. Right. Yeah. And okay. I think that's, that's sort of what we were expecting. Yeah. Like accurate. There was a, there was a clean sweep on our show of people picking Carolina. Yeah. It and was, there were no doubts <laughs> when I went and watched the PHNX one, they were like, this one is the most 50, 50, and then they were like, our friends at DNVR all felt confident about Carolina.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I think they all picked Boston. So it was, uh, we we pitted podcast against podcast on that one. But I thought that was, it was funny watching their show where they, their perspective on it was just so different than ours. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's playoffs baby you never know what's gonna happen (laughs) like that was also one of the the toughest series coming in to really look at and then you have uh this whole third goaltender situation which of course we're gonna get into today yep but before we do well first of all go over to DraftKings, use the dnvr code uh start betting yeah. Use our pick of the week. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. To DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Now, AJ, you're talking about pitting podcasts against podcasts. Yeah. So, uh, we have a we have a clip to play for you. Um, where some people say some words this is the locked on predators podcast uh, yep uh so we we referenced the locked on preds pod last night and this this is actually how their game two review started this was how it began
1: i'm a writer and editor on the and i have a partner in crime you do i am ann kimmel i'm a writer at on the so we actually have uh, a bit of breaking news Anne, uh that just came okay in. But um, Juventus, everybody knows the big, the big European soccer club in Italy. Uh, they have just signed Nathan McKinnon to a big contract. <laughs> uh, they apparently watched uh, his ability to fall down at the lightest bit of contact. And we're like, you know what? This is the epitome of what Italian soccer is all about. We need somebody who apparently is like the strongest player on the Colorado Avalanche, the absolute peak physicality, uh, but for some reason can't stay on his skates when a light breeze comes his way. Mm -hmm. Now, all joking aside, all joking aside, I do want to congratulate Nathan McKinnon on graduating summa cum laude from the Jim Carrey School of Overacting. It yeah. was well-earned degree, and I love seeing you put your talent and your skills and all you've learned there to great use on the ice. I Look, Nathan, in all, in all seriousness, man, um, we know that you have cut out all suites from the Colorado Avalanche locker room, but we, we saw last night uh, how low blood sugar can really affect somebody. I mean, you just couldn't, you couldn't stay on your feet, man. Like you got to have a candy bar or something, keep that energy up or else it's going to, you're just going to keep passing out on the ice like you did last night. So we, this yeah. comes from a, get a belt bar. Nathan. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon this comes, Well, no, they're low in sugar. So that's not going to help. Oh, that's true. Won't help him. Yeah. Look, man, no. you, you gotta, you got to, Take care of yourself this is coming from a place of love Nate yeah you can do this
0: <laughs> so the irony here for me um coming from a place of love <laughs> is uh all these jokes about keeping your uh, keeping the sugar levels a little bit higher uh I've enjoyed that because. That is an absolute salt mine of a two minutes. <laughs> and to start that show that way, rocked. So kudos and kudos to them. Uh, because I guess if we were having to do a Predator show uh, after last night's, I probably would not have much to talk about either. So...
1: I don't who
0: did a better job of lying on the ice. Was it Nathan McKinnon or was it Roman Yossi on the game winning goal? I I mean, at least at least Roman Yossi was doing something. Okay. Was he
1: though? Yeah, he
0: was watching the torch get passed from himself (laughs) to Kale McCarr as the true god amongst men. <laughs> so he was at least accomplishing something because it's not like uh, the have scored on uh, any of those power plays. Bold of you to assume Roman Yossi ever had that torch. Come on, Roman Yossi is amazing. He's dope. He's dope. I'm not trying to deny that. But and has a Vesna. He might even get a second one. I don't think he has a Vesna, but he has a Norris. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Thank anyway. You I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I'm just thinking about goalies today. Yeah, we're going to talk about goalies quite a bit today. Uh, for the record, oh, oh yeah, a great our shirt, playoff shirt. Look at that, allie has got one live and in action right there. They're in stock. Allie, were you still watching the uh, the show last night when we decided when, when Rudo
1: took his shirt off, or when when
0: when when we decided that next year's playoff one is going to have a third cup on Howler? And it's going to be his dick?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guess not. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. Uh, For the record, digging through all of the salt, McKinnon did totally just, like, I don't want to call it a flop because I don't think McKinnon was looking for a penalty there, but he totally just decided he was going to fall over on that play. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that Andre Borokovsky did the exact same thing. <laughs> uh several minutes later and did not get a penalty call. Yep. Like he he just yeeted a dude after the whistle and they were just okay with it. And it was like I don't understand what this officiating crew is is up to right now weird things going on yeah. on that, that front for sure but i mean you're talking like we always talk about all oh, we just want it to be consistently called and like no game has ever been consistently called i mean it, it's a thing with levels right there's a certain level of consistency you're hoping for yeah but that's okay uh right? i understood where they were coming from and being frustrated that that got called but I also the, understood I where the officiating crew was coming from thing, because I don't, there were players just taking runs at each other after whistles like I, full, like, I don't think that's what got called. If you go back and watch the replay <laughs> of that after Nathan McKinnon gets knocked down, Dante Fabro just straight up bitch slapped somebody, someone else on that play. And I think that's what ultimately got Fabro into the penalty box. Not the McKinnon flop. I okay. But I mean that kind of just furthers my point is that it felt like they were yeah, still wildly like, inconsistent for sure. It felt well, it felt like the it felt like the officiating crew was like, We're we're done with this because yeah. these dudes are just running around after the whistle acting a fool and we're putting a stop to it. And because the game was still competitive, like power plays were at a premium, like they mattered, right? So sure. they ended up not mattering in this game, actually, but yeah, well okay. I would I would say that not scoring on a five on three at I, the I start know, of the third period of a one-one game mattered quite a bit. Well, fair enough. <laughs> can't have can't have a great argument against that, but and not the topic I wanted to get into this deep today, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, this is mostly gonna be a Connor Ingram hype cast from here on out. No kidding. Like, I'm sure all the Preds fans have already turned it off, but Connor Ingram was yeah, right. genuinely dope. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was so good, man. And you know, like we, we talked about it last night. Like he got a little bit of help along the way, but very yeah. rarely does a guy put together a 49 save performance in the and, of- and 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 like not get a break or two along the way. Like there, it's not 40 49 spectacular saves like the number of the number of of shots that just went right into the glove where he didn't have to flash the leather he doesn't have to do anything it's perfectly positioned and another puck hits it and he just catches it and he's like all right we good yep like it, he was in great position all night he read the ice really well he was he played really really well it, even like a couple of the key plays that that went his way like yeah sure Kadri didn't lift that puck but Totally, and, got Land- across, and like, like Landiskog, Landiskog puts one behind the net, you know, on the on the back door, like some breaks there. But yeah, you're right. Like he gets across, and he forces Kadri to make a better shot because if he just doesn't get across, that puck goes in. Yep, straight up. But that's how it works. He so beat him, and they did eventually. But that's all. Yeah, and the Predators got caved. <laughs> it's it's funny because like the the goal that beats him just. Isn't that good? It's yeah, really it's, not. It's nothing special. It's, it's really just that Ingram was was sliding. He was going side to side. And mm-hmm. so he that five is not closed and up. It just caught him. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't like McCard been trying to like pick corners all night long. And the one that he scores on, of course, is like, he puts in his legs, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> it's not a great shot, but it gets it gets the job done and Sometimes that's hockey like he made he made enough good saves and the abs blew enough chances that you could say they even things out a little bit with that being that being the one that went in where they like it's the playoffs too because there's not even a well we made it to overtime we you know whatever like we oh we got the point right like there's that doesn't exist you lost the game the series is 2-0 and that's that full stop. There's no uh, no consolation prizes in the playoffs, baby. Yeah, and when you're the eighth seed, you're looking at that as uh, you had that opportunity that you did not. You had one player put you in position to take home ice advantage away from what I was. It was it the best home team? Did Florida end up having a better home season than Colorado? I think they. I think they lost fewer games. Yeah, I'd have to go look at the actual like point totals. It would be it would be tough, but for what it's worth. Uh, at 5-on-5, five five, Abs XG uh, was expected 351. At all strengths, it was 464. And Ingram only gave up two goals in that hockey game. So, you, ha- yeah. you gotta give Ingram some credit for keeping wow. Nashville relevant in that hockey game at all. He was the only reason. And I do think that there's this, there's this weird thing that happens in hockey games where goalie gets into that rhythm like that. And the team in front of him is just like, alright, our guy is going. We're gonna get Caved. All we have to do is just wait for one mistake. Wait for one mistake, one bad read, one bad bounce, and let's score and transition going the other way. And that just didn't happen. They just it did not, they did not make that happen. And that was like my concern was that that's where that game was headed. Is that it was gonna be a a blocked shot that that bounces over Devontae's foot and Matt Duchesne and Mikhail Granlin roll down on a on a two on one and like they they cash, right? Like that's where I thought that 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 it was headed. But that's because we lived through a lot of hockey where bad things happened to Colorado and we are all traumatized by that. We are all (laughs) we all have scars from those eras. So you can always tell because of the way that people just expect bad things to happen to Colorado. Yep he definitely know it for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean I I tell you I'm I'm super curious if you're John Hines right now, knowing that UC Soros is compromised, knowing that you just got that performance out of Connor Ingram, are you rushing Soros back knowing he's not going to be at 100%? Knowing he has an ankle injury and knowing that he's a little fella who needs the uh, every ounce of athleticism if i'm the nashville predators i'm packing my shit and going to the golf course okay. i don't i don't think look at the way the two games in this series have played out so far do you want to risk your goaltender of the immediate future in a series you're probably going to lose anyway with him in net well, that's what I'm – That's this is literally yeah, what I'm answering. My answer is no. My answer is no. I would not risk UC Saros. I would not rush him back for what is probably going to be the Avs winning in four or five games. Totally. If, if they take game three. If, Let's, I, so, so here's then, here's even, what I think is interesting because if they take game three, Connor Ingram wins that game. Do you really take him out? Just keep playing him? Yeah. It, it, like, tis the season to play the hot hand, right? So the- and let me tell you, like, UC Soros was not particularly good for the last three months of the season. Yeah, the the scenario there is they probably need to win games three and four. And then if Ingram looks like garbage in game five. So it's gonna take. So what you're saying is, it takes a bad Ingram performance to start this conversation. It, it takes Nashville getting back into the series, and then a bad okay. Ingram performance. Okay, I think I'm with you here because if it's three nothing going yeah. into Game Four, I don't know that I would do it. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. You, you just take your medicine sometimes there. But I think that's a. I mean, I think that's fair. That in that case, you would just say. I love. <laughs> yeah. We're down three, nothing. We're not going to mess with this. We love the miracle, but yeah, I also, I also think that this whole talk of sorrows coming back with a high ankle sprain, like seems unlikely to say the least. That's like, <laughs> like a month long injury. And we're talking about this dude coming back in a week. It just seems really optimistic. It does. And, um, like, Connor Ingram just gave you the exact kind of performance where you can say, we can compete. Yep. If you can't win a game that you just lost 2-1, Soros can't put the puck in the back of the net for you. Like, you, you can't ask Soros to stop well, much and- more than Ingram stops. <laughs> the, so. um, the goals that you have in this series, okay, you have two goals in game one that don't matter. Meaningless. They yeah. they, they cut six goal leads to five the goal five. leads. <laughs> each one of them. So meaningless. And then the other one, it took uh, it took a puck taking a goofy bounce around Sam Gerard's body in a play yeah. that he has consistently made in his career. Like Gerard has to make that play. And that's yeah. the thing. Like Nashville, like, that's not a great play by Roman Yossi. Nashville gets lucky there. And then, like, it seems like we didn't talk about it last night, but Kemps, what's up there, man? Like, that's not a great goal to give up. It's it's, it's not a soft goal, but it's not, like... Manson takes away the pass fairly well and then closes on the shooter. There's On his angle, Kemper probably should have that, but... Yeah, Well, that's where – because, like, where he beats him, I'm like, man, that's not a – that is just not a special shot. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, goals get scored. Things happen. Not going to be too nitpicky about it, but – For sure. Uh There it's are – Honestly, like, the McKinnon goal, same thing. Like yeah, you're, you're, is... looking at, you're looking at – you're looking at both goalies, and you're like, how is it that this was a 1-1 game when those are the goals you guys let in in the first period? Ingram was way off his angle there, too, to be short side like that. But, um, yeah, not the only two goalies we want to talk about today, though, because the NHL playoffs is going through goaltenders at an extremely high rate. (laughs) We we (laughs) talk about we talk about in the like preparation for the postseason and people being like, oh, you should have like there were people that argued with us during the deadline that Colorado should have gotten a third goaltender. Yep. Because if their first two guys get hurt, what are they going to do? And we always say, look, if you're down to your third goaltender, you're probably screwed anyway. Yep. Certainly if it's a long-term situation. Um, yeah. We can talk more about this, but we are brought to you by Avoca TV. You can go over to Avaca.tv slash DNVR. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR. You can watch the whole first round of the playoffs. They have altitude for you. With the Avs, of course, when the Nuggets come back, they'll have that, too. They have Rocky Mountain, or the Rockies, rather, on AT&T Sportsnet. And, of course, they have National channels. So when the Avs are playing the playoffs on ABC, you can get that. Obviously, you can get all the Nuggets, game, Nuggets games, uh, Broncos games, too. So when it comes to sports in the Denver area, Avoca TV's got you covered, top to bottom. Just 15 bucks a month for the first three months. Ridiculously cheap. It hooks right up to your television. Go over there get it hooked up. You don't have to deal with jumping through hoops of hooking up a computer or anything like that. It's just like watching TV like you used to. Excuse me. Uh, use code DNVR when we sign up to get 15 bucks a month for the first three months. And then it's only 25 bucks a month after that. So significantly cheaper than other options like DirecTV direct TV or Comcast, which doesn't even have altitude. So yeah, the TV, get over there, get that stuff. Then go to your local liquor store, Get yourself some Breck Brew. Breck Brew doing all sorts of dope stuff. Ali already showed you the shirt, but they are also for the Avs playoffs giving away some Colorado Avalanche tickets to a bunch of these games. Uh, after the historic winning season for Colorado, uh, a bunch of support from this community in a ridiculous year. Uh, there you go. There's the shirt. Uh, go, go get the Breck Brew Avalanche shirt. Howler repping it strong. You see Uh, where uh, she zoomed in on there? Yep. Where that third cup is going. Exactly right.
1: (laughs) AJ! (laughs) Goddamn! I'm zooming in on this shirt that says Avalanche Ale. God. No, I need a drink before you start that today.
0: Breck Brew giving away a pair of tickets to Community Stars each home playoff game even if the ABS make it all the way to the Cup Finals. They're giving away tickets to that. They invite you to nominate stellar community members and ABS fans who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Uh, so that's two tickets to every single home playoff game the ABS play this year. Uh, they will also donate a pro- portion of the proceeds of sales of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the community funded Boulder to help with the Marshall Fire victims. Go to Breckbrew.com, nominate your community stars, and send them to an ABS playoff game. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you count Connor Ingram as a third goaltender, uh, there are two other teams also playing their third goaltenders at this point, that being the Carolina Hurricanes, which, you know, we'll get into kids pretty good, Uh, and the other team that I've. Oh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, because Casey DeSmith did get injured in triple overtime in game one. <clears throat> and those are those are all the, the the one thing these all have in common. The starting goaltenders entered the series hurt. Correct. It, and then the second goaltenders got hurt through play. Um some of these are a little bit questionable. Rod Brindamore was very unhappy with David Posternock in the injury to Andy Rantha. Um it's an interesting scenario. Looking at some of that stuff, I I do kind of understand the no goal the other night, and any contact with a goaltender is is certainly something that makes fan bases worry. I don't want to get the uh, the Deutschman brothers after me on Twitter again, so I'm <laughs> moving on from goalie interference. Fair enough, fair enough, but. It is. It's been extremely surprising to me how unsettled uh, the goaltender position has been in these playoffs, and it's not just the third string goaltenders. You have St. Louis, where Huso just got bombed the other night, and now they might start Bennington it's, and Huso, mm, it's Huso tonight. So good for them. It's Huso tonight. Yeah. You have, you have Minnesota like, on the si- side too. If you're if you're if you're Craig Berube, doesn't it take some stones to stick with Ville Huso? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, I same could be said of the other mm-hmm. side, though. Flower got bodied in Game One, and they stuck with him for Game Two. Sure, but that's a guy with a track record. Sure,
1: and so is a,
0: a technically rookie goaltender. And and like you're you're talking about like a guy like Cam Talbot's not done enough in his career to be like, I'm, playoff, like I'm going yeah. to bat for you over Mark Andre Fleury, right? Like Jordan Bennington won this, won Craig Barube a cup. Like Craig Berube is a Stanley Cup winning coach for the rest of his life because yep. Jordan Bennington got him there. True, and he won't give him a start. And so that's what I'm saying. Like it takes some stones for him to be like, yeah, this this rookie. Uh, you know, like for sure, for sure. It, uh, but also, he's watched Jordan Bennington play this year. <clears throat> of course, we all have, and I think that's that's the ultimate thing but when it comes to the playoffs you know so much gets decided on you know track record and what have you done for me lately and and like uh the it, like those two trains meet all the time how was a guy played recently and what has a guy done for me in his career so I just think it's it's interesting um and I appreciate Greg Barube going like I'm I'm a prospect guy i may let young players prove they suck guy like how many times do we have to watch old veterans like break down in front of us and you're like they don't have anybody in their organization yeah. that can do this to replace this dude at a passable level. Uh love you Sasha. It have big funds, bud. It is and it's interesting to see where different teams are at in this situation. Carolina putting along just fine with their third goaltender in net. Meanwhile, okay. Yeah, I was like I was like, oh, are they going to be able to do the Alex Nadelkovich thing again? Apparently, the answer is yes. Conversely, Pittsburgh—they survived the triple overtime with the Ming and Net, but Game Two was not pretty for them. Well, and I think this is this is where Nashville has to get nervous about Connor Ingram. Yep, because and and we mentioned Anyone this a little bit last well for night. One game, yeah, right. Like there's a there's. <laughs> Lots of fun stories about a guy doing a thing and for one night, right? Yep. We all remember the reverse: Andrew Hammond stealing Game Five in Nashville, and then came back to Denver, or it was Game Four in Nashville, Game Five and no, it was Game Five in Nashville, and then they came back to they came back to Denver for Game Six and just got, got waxed. Yep, and like Andrew Hammond was horrible that game. Like, genuinely, like, not NHL caliber. And and to be expected of a third string goaltender. Right. And it was like, like, what they got out of him was, you're like, dude, like, you're all, you already got way more than you were expecting. So, with Ingram, I think that's where you're like. Ingram, Domingue Deming is kind of in that in that Andrew Hammond position because he's a guy who's been, around, been around for a long time. Yeah. Teams have had a lot of looks at him. He's played a lot of NHL games, and you're just like, you kind of know the score there for sure. Yeah, like you know, you're probably not getting it. But with with Ingram and and the kid in Caroline whose name I just can't say. Yeah, uh, God, he got just A's and Y's and gets. To- <laughs> He like those are those are two unproven guys where you can at least dream where you're like hey maybe something wild happens here yeah Ingram is I know that they call him Coochie mm-hmm. I saw I saw the tweets from the the Twitter account yeah, the and Coochie was like chant tweet and it's like this is not it and where you're just like really <laughs> <laughs> had Kyle Kuzmic been a goaltender would they have tweeted out Comers a bunch of times. <laughs> I hope so. That would be elite tier. I'm here for this. Uh, <laughs> in any case, it it is interesting um, because we're we're talking about these third goaltender situations, but we've also seen Andre Vasilevsky gave up five goals in game one.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, and, we really
0: the the high scoring regular season has carried right over into the postseason. Yep, it hasn't really shut it down at all. If we're being honest, We've, we're seeing a team other than the two one game last night from the ABS. Pretty much every other game has seen and, and Calgary Dallas. Yeah, that's true. The Calgary Dallas series has goals three goals in two games. But everything else, uh, the Florida game was five one the other night. Uh, it's the other, I'd have to go look at the schedule to actually give you official scores, but it, it, things have spiraled very, very quickly into, into high scoring games. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you ended up last night with a five, one game, Florida and Washington, you have five, two Pittsburgh and and the Rangers. Uh, Tampa dropped five on Campbell in game two. Yeah. And that was after getting five dropped on Vossi. Jonathan Quick remembered he was old in game two got six put on his head right and that was everybody was like oh my god Jonathan Quick is this is like 2013 all over again and he gets rocked and you're <laughs> like all right it's it's just weird how and like don't get me wrong obviously Tampa Bay still trust Vassy, and you're not too worried there yeah I mean that's a guy with enough of a track record where you're like come on this is fine but it's, it's weird. Other than the Dallas-Calgary series and Kemper, these goalies are kind of getting rocked left and right in these playoffs. Yeah, you know, is is some of that? And like, like Kemper, Kemper has been, getting called maybe, but Kemper Kemper hasn't really been tested much. Either. No, he's not. I mean, he hasn't really had to do a lot. Really.
1: Like I mean, he made, he made
0: a couple of really nice saves last night in overtime. Yep um where you were like oh god this is it this is the heartbreak and then it just didn't happen yep like Keppers has been i mean kepper's just done his thing he's done what he has to do uh no doubt about it uh, you take what you can get and right now most teams aren't getting great goaltending one way or another grant we're only two games in there's plenty of time for, for series to settle in. But I am mm-hmm. curious, what did you think of the uh, the Shisterkin play? I can't... I, I'm not usually, uh, like, go and defend your guy, what are you guys doing kind of yeah. person. But I was blown away at how the Rangers just let... Them get big mad about it. Their best player, their most important player, get run over by Jeff Carter. Yeah. I don't see where Shusterkin sticks his leg out. I don't see where he initiates contact. He goes behind the net and he skates back in front. An extremely normal thing. And it looks like Jeff Carter's just like, I'm going to smoke this dude. And he does. Like, I, I... (laughs) you know? I, I, that's how I saw it. I didn't think that, I, I didn't think that just did anything different there. Yeah. It's, I saw it as Jeff Carter took an opportunity to, to get a little frisky with the big man and did. I don't like, and my biggest, my biggest takeaway out of that was I can't believe the Rangers didn't freak out about it. I don't think it should have been, like, I don't think Jeff Carter should be suspended or anything, like, anything like this, right? Like, I don't, mm mm-mm. All these people in chat are like, oh, Igor stuck his leg out, or, well, why would he do that? I guess, I guess I don't understand the upside of him doing it. He really wants to get injured. It doesn't make any sense to me uh, for for him to have done, and, and I didn't see it. Like, I don't, I watched that replay, I don't see that. I don't see him do anything different. And when you watch it, like, frame by frame, it's pretty fun that people can talk themselves into all kinds of things uh, where they're like, oh, he makes this totally conscious decision in this quarter second that we have slowed this down to. I don't necessarily think either guy is like, like, I I just didn't think that it was that big of a deal other than the Rangers, like, Adam Fox, like, skates over and, like, pushes him. And I'm like, that's your most... Important player. You should be melting down right now. You should be losing your shit. You have to protect him at all costs. And that, like, Jeff Carter just smoked that guy. And, like, Adam Fox pushes him a little bit. (laughs) It's weird, too, because we've seen this play. Again, This it's essentially not quite as direct contact but the same thing Pasta did to Ranta in the Kane series Ranta goes down gets hurt because of that it's this weird gray area of hockey where it is one of those places you feel like this is where the players still need to police themselves a little bit yeah and if you touch the goalie you're gonna get punched in the face yeah don't touch the goalie it's kind of the it's kind of the order of operations that come in that situation so. right like i for me i it straight up it's like just don't just don't touch my goalie yep like some some basic some basic rules here you know like valentushkin the other day went in on david riddick and like poked at the puck. actually i think it was ingram by that point point poked at the puck and the predators was like, like the like, weakest poke the ever and they rabble rabble, rabble rabble <laughs> rabble and you're like yeah it's the postseason <laughs> That's how it is. Like, don't yep. touch, like <laughs> you know, you know, when you do that, that you're gonna draw a response, and that's fine. Like, I that's just part of the game. A guy is gonna go in there, he's gonna poke at a puck because if he pokes it loose and scores, it's a goal, and everybody's happy. If he doesn't, he's gonna take a he's gonna take a little bit of a beating. Great, but it's oh. really weird to see, and, and somebody mentioned it in chat earlier that uh Hambus Lindholm got blown up by Andrei Sveshnikov. And what I thought was a perfectly fine hit is a heavy hit, but it was fine. They didn't do much about it. Yep. And you're yep. you're looking at this year and like this the contrast. where yeah. The contrast because we spent all year watching the Avs and the Avs were like overly sensitive to any kind of like big contact on their players this year. They'd show up. Yeah, for like, yeah. We had we we had the conversations of can Nathan McKinnon calm down, please, because he might have broken his hand getting into a fight with the Minnesota player in a meaningless situation. Yep. And like all was good and everything is like we all everybody moved on. But like that's it was it was shocking to me that contrast. The polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You're watching, you're watching and like the Rangers, the Rangers' entire offseason. Was about going out and getting tougher, and to not use it at all, <laughs> and and right, and Boston's whole identity for like its entire existence has been rough and tumble hockey. Yep, and they're they're just they just watched those things happen. the The Boston wasn't is interesting too because they once the game gets out of hand, they have been gooning it up. After the fact when it, when the score's out of control yeah the 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 Martian yeah slashing the goalie was like total whole, the whole interaction was like this is very petulant from both of you yeah but like not dangerous it was just toxic yeah yeah you're just like this is what League of Legends chat was like <laughs> that is accurate an accurate statement. Hockey needs to turn off all chat, confirmed. Oh, my Uh, God, dude. Yes. 100%. (laughs) We are brought to you by the American Raptors. If you haven't heard of the American Raptors, the Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team, uh, composed of athletes who have competed at the highest levels of other sports, being brought over to rugby to see just how far they can go. This includes professional NFL players, XFL players. You got (laughs) the AAF in there. Pretty much every football sport under the sun, they're trying to bring people over to rugby and do quite well. If you want to go check out a game, you can get tickets for completely free at AmericanRaptors.com. If you miss a game, you can stream it live on the American Raptors website too. So get over there. You can also follow the DNVR Rugby account with Colton Strickler, who has amazing podcasts every single week. Uh, you can also get one-on-one pods from him. If you're new to the sport, he'll break everything down. He'll teach you how to play the game, how to watch the game, all of that awesome stuff. Uh, and rugby is dope. So it's it's a great time. Colton really knows his stuff. He knows how to how to explain it even to a simpleton like me. So highly recommend you go check out the DNVR Rugby podcast today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ coming at you. AJ, Eagles took game one of their first round series uh, the other day, 5-2 over Henderson. They play again tonight. You're seeing some uh, some nice contributions from some of the, I guess you could call them prospects still. I don't know. Martin Cow is starting to drift into that what are you territory? We cannot do this right now. Yeah, we cannot. I just, quality game from the Eagles. How about yeah, that? Like, let's just focus on the fact that the Eagles are playing good hockey. <clears throat> They've got two chances tonight, uh, and if they need it tomorrow to to end Henderson's season and to officially put the dagger in Vegas as an organization this year, I just yeah. don't want to. I just don't want to. I don't. I just don't want to get into this prospect thing right now, man. We don't have to. That's fine. I'm sure we can do that in the off season plenty.
1: Because well, it's
0: uh, like, like I tweeted about it the other day, like what should be like a good, and it's like, are they even prospects, AJ? Quote unquote prospects. Don't you mean? How was Martin Coates still a prospect? And it's just like, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but not important. All right. Cool. <laughs> like the fact that he's playing great and had a two point night in the first game of the playoffs. And this is what you want to focus on. Like, I guess I'm I'm increasingly frustrated by people who are finding reasons to be mad when good things are happening. I I mean, let's talk about the good things then. You already mentioned the two-point night from Kout, a two-point night from Maltev, a goal from Jean-Luc Foudy. Eustace Andinen gets the win and plays well, which he hasn't been doing a ton of down there. That's the thing that we haven't really gotten into very much, is that Hunter Mitzka really came back into the fold and has taken that job back. And uh, I'd say they were splitting, but sure. Ananin, Ananin really like it was Ananin's net for a while there and then slowly lost his grip because he just has not played very well. Yep. And so Miska Miska has been playing quite a bit. Now Miska's with the apps. He's their third goaltender right now. It's Ananin's, uh reigns to drive that team as yeah. far into the AHL playoffs as he can. So right now, right now it's uh, it's it's on Eustace and. Good game the other day. Uh, you got to feel, you know, they got off to, I, I think Jason Magna scored two goals in the first like 10 minutes of the game. Um, and then that was it for the most part. Like they, there was almost no scoring until third when uh, it went 2-1, 3-1, 3-2, and then empty net goals at the end. But they closed. Like they did a good job of closing. Uh, and their, their top guys have continued to play well. Like the Eagles are getting good contributions here out of you know some of the veteran guys. Jordan Gross uh, just was named yep. the Defender of the Year, got outstanding the outstanding defenseman Eddie Shore Award. Yep. Thank you, yeah. Um, in it's a great award in the AHL. Like, and he's been so good for them, so yep. good. It's oh. so it's, it's a very weird spot too because the Eagles genuinely have no. Avalanche defensive prospects now since Barron got traded. Yeah, so, I mean you're really not looking at that as a group that. Um, well, and I think Dennis Gilbert is once again hurt. Yeah, he has not been able to stay healthy this whole season, which sucks because but he's out when he's played. Dennis he's Gilbert really is good. Yeah, really good this year. But yeah. that's the way it goes. Uh, and and Gross uh, over a point per game player as a defenseman in the AHL this year. Yeah, he's been he's been great and of course his one his one uh the his one NHL appearance this year was that fiasco in yeah, Nashville. Yeah, it was a disaster top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. He, he took two penalties and <clears throat> did not have a memorable day. Was not not a great one for him, but good to yeah. see him playing well in the AHL, of course. Yeah, and like that's what he was that's what he was signed for. The Abs are deep enough on defense, honestly that like Justin Barron was the 10th guy on that list. That's why they were comfortable moving Justin Barron. Yep. And, you know, Sean and
1: Barron. Ter-
0: I'm it. has been sick. So I just don't know how you can feel bad about that. Yep. It, uh, yeah, it, the, the, the ABS NHL side of it has clearly been just fine for Colorado when it comes to that trade, um, if the Eagles really? do all manage, of, all of their deadline moves have been good. Yeah. I Every, the least good move is unfortunately Cogliano's day to day right now, but even he scored a goal in game one before. He yeah, scores a short so, goal. Yeah, like, uh, if the Eagles do, do manage to defeat Henderson in one of the next two games, they will move on to the semis where I believe they'll play the heat, not the rain, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. I, they're I'm trying to figure out their bracket it's this nonsense. year. Yeah. is tough. So I was just going to let that one be <laughs> when they play and they give us a schedule, then we'll get into it. We'll have, we'll have Megan on to actually talk some Eagles. Um, Cause obviously she's the one who's actually up there and, watching them and yep i should say watching them in person um i rudo i expect you and i are both watching them oh yeah i had uh all four monitors fired. yeah that's last last wednesday (laughs) yeah yeah so the best of three thing is mostly because the pacific division like the whole division made the postseason it's seven of the eight eight teams i think they they had to they had to like cut down and uh, so they're moving best of threes for these first couple, and then they're moving into best of fives. Which they they had always done the best of fives previous to this year where they expanded the playoffs a bit. But it's it, minor league hockey has to do whatever it has to do when it comes to things like playoffs. And, and yeah. then they had cut down on travel, other things as well. Yeah. A lot um, of considerations. Yeah. It's definitely not uniform where you're just like, okay, here's the here's the league-wide system, and there you go. Yeah, teams playing back to backs in the playoffs sums it up, I think. So yeah, I mean that's just the AHL. Oh. <laughs> like that's <laughs> just life in the yep. AHL. You just play back to back. You're happy they're not getting three and threes, basically. <laughs> they don't do much of those anymore. I they, remember when they, they used, used to, to up, man a lot, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, by the third time going to an Arrows game, I was like, God, I am so sick of being at this arena. <laughs> okay. Uh, so any any final thoughts here, AJ? Avs are up 2-0 in their series. Uh, playoffs feeling good. They've been really fun. Just, they, they haven't been that low scoring, but they've been exciting to watch, even if some of the games are blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I mean it's it's been great. A lot of great stories for this postseason so far. You know, yeah. you've got three third string goaltenders trying to trying to lift their teams up. You've, you know, I uh, all the bland jokes, blah 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 blah. But like the Avs, I think the abs have been compelling because everybody is waiting for the shoe to drop and waiting for them to fail. Yeah. And it's only been two games, but they've been so utterly dominant in both that it's like, oh, huh, okay. All the doubters have kind of just gone. Yeah. Well, the Nashville's not even any good. Yeah. The they've moved the goalpost to the next thing. You're like, yeah, totally. Like, fair enough. Like they're they're not very good. You're right. But that's your reward for being first in the conference. There you go. You get the worst playoff team. So would you, you know? say it's been a waste of uh, of four days? So I guess it's only three days. So far. no, it's really been it's really been three days. Very well spent. Ah, there we go. Uh, I've I've enjoyed it a lot. I've I've loved the whole like Kael McCarr versus Roman Yosi head to head thing because it really turbo dunk again. Well, and it really goes to show you, like Roman Yosi's best argument is not for the Norris, but for the heart. Yeah, I, I think there's a good argument there for the regular season. Yeah, and and it goes to show because, like, I went and I looked last night, and Roman Yossi in this series, uh, I believe it was 31 Corsi 4 and 60 against through two games. Like, Roman Yossi is getting bodied in this series, and right now he has one assist because a puck squirts through Sam Gerard. And that's it. And that's, like, that's the – and he's on the ice for the, the goal against – Against yep. Colorado's fourth line. Uh, like, Kale McCarr scores the goal. Kale McCar is the shit, right? But yeah, Darren Helm, Logan O'Connor, and Nico Sturm in there grinding the puck out. Won that game for them last night. Like, yep. the whole possession, the whole in the zone, all of that happened yep. because of the fourth line just being better. Yep. And, like, there will be better fourth lines than Nashville's in, in subsequent rounds if the abs get there. But... Last night, like you're just seeing, like Colorado's depth is is pretty well ripping up, doing just fine. Yeah, yeah but what what the Preds have to offer right now? So it's pretty, uh, it's it's an intriguing storyline for me. And I was watching, I was watching the matchups and the assignments pretty closely last night. Um, and I just, I just think it's interesting. I just think it's interesting that. Roman Yossi and like the same thing was true of Victor Hedman and we've talked about this in the past like that guy's not Victor Hedman does not take on top matchups in Tampa Bay uh, and Roman Yossi is version of that yeah. he's, he's he's taking on not top matchups and he's feasting like crazy offensively
1: and still so. taking
0: yells to the fourth line yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, man. That's a <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, and I went, I looked at, I went and looked at Kale McCarr head to head against the top line of Nashville last night, and he just dominated. Torched. Yeah, yeah, it was dominant, man. So it was, um, it's it, it's really an interesting dynamic to me, like how that how we view that award and how we. How we talk about these different these different style of players, and then you get into the postseason, and it all gets ramped up, and some dudes got a consmith to go win, and like and like it through two games, it just it obviously just, yeah, it just hasn't been close. And I'm really curious what adjustments John Hines makes uh, in trying to hunt matchups in Nashville, putting out putting out the top line with Roman Yossi, and Dante Fabro against the third round or the the third line of, of Colorado against GT Comfort, right? Like trying to, trying to go hunt that matchup a little more aggressively because he'll have last change. I want to see how they do at home. I want to see because the Predators are a pretty solid home team. They had 25 home wins this year yep. versus 16 games that they lost. Um, but Colorado had 24 road wins. So you're talking strength good. and strength here. Yeah, it's it's a – I want to see how it goes. That is what we get to see tomorrow. We'll see if the Ams can take the 3-0 lead in the series or if Nashville battles back a little bit. Looking forward to it. Also looking forward to all the games tonight, as always. It's First round of the playoffs is the funnest time of the year because you just watch hockey literally all evening. Uh, and on the weekdays – you'll or weekends, rather, you'll watch it literally all day, so – Hope y'all enjoy the games coming up. Hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. We are going to get out of here for the day. Thank you everyone for watching, listening, however you consume. We appreciate it all. Podmom says goodbye. AJ says.
1: Come hang out on TDSP at four o'clock. AJ's going to be on it. Brennan Vogt's going to be on it. Ryan Koenigsberg's going to be on it. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I welcome. don't know what we're talking about, but it will be fun. Best I'm, I'm-
1: rivalries, Best playoff rivalries in Denver sports history.
0: Ali Monrai versus dick jokes. Got it.
1: No. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) We love you. We'll talk to you on the next one. (laughs)